a disclaimer. This show is not meant to tell you what to do or how to live your life. No, this show is meant to encourage and support your free thought. Take what you need, leave what you don't. Southern Feeds. Barren, strange fruit. Blood on the leaves. And blood at the roots. Black bodies swinging in the southern breeze. In 1950, Carter G. Woodson, along with Jesse E. Moreland, founded the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History. This organization would be dedicated to researching and promoting achievements by Blacks and persons of African descent. Blacks had already made significant contributions to agriculture, medicine, and technology. From mechanical plows and planters to surgical procedures, even the light bulb owes its existence to a Black man. Despite all of this, the main narrative pushed by media portrayed Blacks as idiotic savages, incapable of discipline, and unworthy of respect. Jim Crow bolstered on the idea that Black people were inferior. In 1926, the organization sponsored the very first National Negro History Week. Fifty years later, President Gerald Ford recognized Black History Month, calling on the public to, quote, seize the opportunity to honor the too often neglected accomplishments of Black Americans, end quote. The journey of Blacks in America is riddled with traumas and horrors, but a resilient light still shines inside Black people despite obstacles and mistreatment. The tenacity and audacity for them to dare still rise inspire and fuel me to become and surpass my ancestors' wildest dreams. The shoulders I stand on are great, so who am I not to succeed? Now as an adult, I continue the legacy of carrying the torch even higher for those that follow behind me. This is New Age Lee. I'm a revolutionary soul with an intellectual mind using the stars to get what's mine. And this is Black Innovation. In this episode, we will talk dating, the COVID vaccine, and colorism. But before we get started, a word from our ancestors. Enjoy. Lord, Lord, why did you have to make me black? Why did you have to make me someone the whole world wants to hold back? Black is the color of dirty clothes, the color of grimy hands and feet. Black is the color of darkness, the color of a tire-beaten street. Why did you give me thick lips, a broad nose, kinky hair? 
why did you make me someone who receives the hatred stare? Black is the color of a bruised eye when someone gets hurt. Black is the color of darkness. Black is the color of dirt. How come my bone structure is so thick? My hips and cheeks are high. How come my eyes are brown and not the color of the daylight sky? Why do people see me as useless and how come I feel so used? Why do people see my skin and think that I should be abused? Lord, I just don't understand. What is it about my skin? Why do some people want to hate me and not know the person that's within? Black is what people are listed when others want to keep them away. Black is the color the shadow cast. Black is the end of the day. Lord, you know my own people mistreat me, and I know this just ain't right. They don't like my hair. They don't like the way I look. They say that I'm too dark or too light. Lord, don't you think it's time for you to make the change? Why don't you redo creation and make everybody the same? God answered, why did I make you black? Why did I make you black? Get off of your knees and look around and tell me, what do you see? I didn't make you in the image of darkness. I made you in the likeness of me. I made you the color of coal from which beautiful diamonds are formed. I made you the color of oil the black gold that keeps people warm. I made you from the rich, dark earth that can grow the food that you need. Your colors, the same as a panther's, known for her beauty and speed. Your colors, the same as the black stallion, a majestic animal is E. I did not make you in the image of darkness. I made you in the likeness of me. All the colors of the heavenly rainbow can be found throughout every nation. And when all those colors are blended well together, you became my greatest creation. Your hair is the texture of lamb's wool. Such a humble little creature is he. I am the shepherd who watches them, and I'm the one who will watch over thee. You are the color of the midnight sky. I put the stars glitter in your eyes. There's a smile hidden behind your pain. That's the reason your cheeks are high. You are the color of dark clouds form when I send my strongest weather. I made your lips so full so when you kiss the one you love, they will always remember. Your stature is strong, your bone structure thick, to withstand the burdens of time. The reflection you see in the mirror, the image looking back at you, it's mine. By Renette Nia Ebo. What is going on, world? Today, 
we are finally about to experience something that is long overdue. The anticipation for this conversation is through the roof. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, this conversation is going to bring some new information. There might be a little uh, disagreements, which is good and healthy. You can't walk around feeling like you know everything. You know what I'm saying? You got you to gotta be open-minded. Hello, 2021. These are the things we're going to do moving forward. But without further ado, I introduce to you Dr. Elevation. Hey, Dr. Elevation. Elevate, 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 elevate. Mm-hmm. What's going on with you coming into January? My December kind of rolled into my January. I was taking a break at the end of December, but I was also doing a lot of planning. Honestly, that was the first time I made a try to like daily schedule. These are things I need to hit every day. How's it going? How's it going? (laughs) Oh, it's going. (laughs) I think the number one thing I've learned from this schedule, because in the past I would make the perfect schedule, but in the perfect schedule, there would be no room for anything else. No interruptions, no breaks, no this, no that. So this time I have a schedule, but I think of it more as a framework. Every day, I know it's these set of three to five things that I need to get done. And if the amount on the schedule doesn't get done, it's not rolling into my mind. I didn't finish. So I've been more flexible with myself. And I think that's why I'm still sticking the schedule. I'm feeling really good about the space that I'm in right now. I think November last year, I was like, man, I miss working out my body. (laughs) Let's just get into how that feels again. So that was the start of me working out 10 minutes a day, workouts on YouTube, no weights. And now I'm like, okay, I can give myself 10 minutes. I'll work up to more. I think we have to start changing that self-talk. Oh, it's an hour or it's nothing, or it's 40 questions or it's nothing in real life. It's about getting better. (laughs) We're never going to be perfect, but we can always be improving. So the main point is to make the decision to improve and then put the actions behind that. I think especially with New Year's quote unquote resolution, people always want to start off and say shit like, I'm gonna work out every day, 30 minutes. When I'm researched the actual process of developing habits or how to stick to things, people say, Start off with saying you're going to do some type of activity for five minutes every day. And people are like, five minutes? What is that? I'm not going to lose weight by just moving five minutes. But you will build that habit. Yeah, you want to do 40 questions a day. That's perfect. That's great. And you can do that. But there's nothing wrong with starting off with 10 questions or being content with doing three because you're doing more now than what you did in the past. And if you keep that in mind that you're growing then you're not gonna be hindered or you're not gonna be harming yourself, shaming you. Why aren't you doing mm-hmm. this? You're a bad person, you're lazy, you're you're a procrastinator. All that negative talk, <laughs> not for 2021. The world got enough bullshit that they gotta say to us, that they wanna do to <laughs> us. There's no space for me to talk downly to myself. World's just too trifling. So. <laughs> <laughs> trifling is fuck, <laughs> basically. It's just too much shit. No, seriously. Yeah. and. I feel like January 2021 for me, I came into it, I'm making life changes, but while I thought I was gonna be at least on a jog coming into January 2021, it feels way more like a walk. And I'm okay with that. I feel like walking gives you the strength to eventually run. 
And I think it's very interesting you bring up the point with the all or nothing because we do that all the time. Even just sticking with the weight loss thing, when we talk about food, right? We can say, we're going to go on a diet and then something will come up and it's like, well, there's cake. So I'm going to get a piece of cake. But then it goes from, well, since I had that piece of cake earlier, I might as well eat this and I might as well have that. And it's like, you don't have to go all. (laughs) Just because you didn't do nothing doesn't mean you have to go all. Have your taste. Say, okay, I did that. And then move on and get back on your routine. It doesn't have to be a slippery slope. It's okay to have mistakes, but you also don't want to have craziness. The metaphor in my head, I'm okay, it's all right if you color outside the lines, you know, a little here and there. But just because you color out a little bit don't mean now (laughs) the whole paper should look like it's one color. (laughs) Um, There is this app out right now called Clubhouse. It's in its beta stages. So... Right now, you have to be invited to get on the app. But once you get in there, it's literally social media without the media part. So there's no posting pictures. There's no liking comments. It's nothing like that. When you get on the app, you will have something that they call as a hallway, which is your main page. And then if you scroll through your hallway, there's different rooms and different conversations that are going on. And these conversations can be from business, to politics, to sex, to relationships, to everything. And it's all real time. And there's even people overseas that are on it now. So the whole point of, of me saying that, it just introduced the app because I love it. And I feel like a lot of really good conversations are coming out and it's a really great platform for that. But speaking on that, I was in a room the other night where we were just talking about relationship goals. We were talking about the age of social media and I feel like the game's changed. It's changing the game of chivalry. It's changing the game of how to talk to people. I mean, do you feel like sliding in the DMs is equivalent to the, do you like me checkbox yes or no back in the day? Or is, it, <laughs> is that is that an evolution or is that like, a, we don't know about this futuristic shit yet? I don't think it's an evolution. I think it's a de-evolution. I was having a conversation with one of my friends and she told me about this meme. Guys are trying to text their way into some pussy. I don't date men, but I was like, from what I hear from people, it sounds very true. You know, I don't want to call it a game. You know, you might have that as an angle, but at least try (laughs) to make it appear like you want something more than that. I think our generation doesn't know how to date. This is what I'm saying. And this is where I'm, what does this mean for the future? Because if if our generation doesn't know how to even date properly, what is happening for the kids coming behind us who on top of not having us as role models, because we don't know what the fuck we (laughs) do. Uh, (laughs) They have social media with Tinder and Instagram. Some of these people, maybe they've been on the phone for two or three weeks. And so now on their first date, the men were saying that they could get it. You know what I'm saying? Or like you said, they're trying to text her into jaws and some Mm -hmm. girls say no, but some girls are obviously saying yes. So just as far as comparing the the new date scene what is going to be the new normal how are we going to evolve past this and i feel like for a very <laughs> long time women in general have been looked at as sexual objects in the sense that it seemed like men want to be in relationship for pussy whereas women are trying to be in relationship for family but if pussy is just free and loose out here what's the evolution mm. 
what are you gonna do next? Because if you can get pussy from everybody, then you should want something different from the person you're gonna be with, right? Or do you yeah. just not want relationships anymore at all? I think honestly, that's a part of why you have so many people <laughs> being in situationships and not actual relationships. I'm looking at it from both sides right now. What's the point? I go out with you pretty much when I want. Mm-hmm. I fuck pretty much when I want. Yeah. We hang out when I don't want to see you. We don't. So honestly, what's the draw for being in a relationship? But I think it's destructive because you've turned people into not even prizes, but just replaceable. Like, ah. Yeah. Objects. Mm-hmm. I can get Objects. a new one. Yeah. I can get a different one. She ain't that cute. Let me just keep swiping until I find something better. So I don't think people have any type of stick to this. You know, it's yes. talking to somebody, they say so one wrong thing. Oh, yes. shit, you blocked. I'm done. I'm done. There was a situation in the room I was in. A lady was talking about it, and she was saying she just met a guy. I guess she thought everything was cool. She gave him her number, and then he texted her in the morning, GM. She was offended and therefore she blocked him. Him saying GM doesn't mean he's a bad person. If you would prefer for him to actually say good morning, we should be able to have dialogue instead of just being like, oh, he did something I didn't like, gone. Or, oh, she did this shit, gone. What's going on? How are you ever mm. going to have anything foundational? Because friends piss you off, family pisses you off. You know what? Let's pivot for a second. Is a good morning text essential? How do you feel? Just as sexuality is a spectrum, in my opinion, (laughs) relationships are a spectrum, in my opinion. And I feel like at the end of the day, for every aspect of life, the more you know about yourself, the better you're able to advocate for yourself, the better you're able to live your life. So Mm. when it comes to the conversation of, Do you need to talk to your partner every day? It depends on who the fuck you are and what you want. Uh, Apparently, some girls want that phone call every day in the morning and at night and on your lunch break. So that, if you want that, I'm sure there's someone out there who will give it to you. So you deserve to have it. Me, on the other end, I feel like I don't need necessarily a good morning text. I would like to probably be in some type of contact with you throughout the day unless there's just shit up and I know that's what it is. I personally don't feel stressed out by not hearing from somebody, but I'm also that friend where people are like, okay, let me know when you get home. And I'd be like, all right. And I get home and I go to sleep. That's how I am. But I would hope that the person that I'm with, I hope that I like you so I will want to talk to you every day, but I personally wouldn't feel bad i didn't get a good morning text i would hope i would get a text yeah. point during the day but yeah i need yeah. you to wake up with me on your mind go to sleep with me on your mind have lunch and take a shit with me on your mind okay. <laughs> i think i've evolved past the good morning text there was a time when i felt like i should be sending it every morning this is an expectation but nowadays look if you hear from me in that day <laughs> You Something's going on. <laughs> Sorry, unpopular opinion. I feel like it goes a little bit with the person's security. Do you have a life of your own that you're living? Definitely. Good morning text is very complicated. It depends on where you are at in your life. 
Yes. It depends on where your partner is. Yes. It depends on where the communication level is. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm holding myself to a standard, I'm gonna send this text. It's not gonna say the same shit every day. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, it cannot be good morning, beautiful Monday and Tuesday. It was Switch that shit up. Is this on repeat? Hello. <laughs> For you, what made you say I'm not gonna be? I I don't know. Would you say that's mediocre? What would you say that is? Because I think mm. that that's also a caliber shit, or maybe it's just a type of maturity that people hit between doing the minimum basic and being excellent. Yeah, honestly, I just feel like this. I'm a woman. I like today women. I won't want no woman sending me the same shit every day. Always just think about it for me. Like, what the fuck? We don't have to talk about it. If you sending me good morning, period, every day, sis, just stop. It's fine. Like, don't do that for me. So just like me thinking, I want a personal message. That's what I'm gonna send out. That's my like thing for relationships. Like, dang, how do I want to be treated? Well. Let me emulate that. <laughs> and I don't want nobody sending me no dry ass <laughs> same messages every day. So. And I guess this is for me on the other end. I wonder doing shit for the sake of doing shit because we always mm-hmm. do this shit. Good morning, beautiful. Good morning, beautiful. It's like, okay, good morning. And then like, oh, well, hope you have a great day. Yeah, you too. Is that just to say that <laughs> I spoke to you this morning? Or mm-hmm. are you somebody who would want to communicate with their partner every day. And if you do want that, on what type of field is it? Is it okay for them to just send you a text? Or do you want to actually hear that person's voice every day? Oh, it legit, like, not immediately wake up. Okay, maybe. But wake up, okay, what am I gonna say today? It's gonna be fire, gonna be real cute. And then, was liking the messages even out at this time? I don't know, but it would just be like, oh, thanks, or something. So at that point, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Is the good morning text essential? Eh, yes or no, depends on who you with. Do I wanna hear from my partner every day? That's a hard one. Honestly, I always feel like I would be a yes, but in real life, <laughs> in the space I'm in, like, no. Because I know me. I'm going to want to be like, ah, call me at this time. No matter what I'm doing, I'm going to probably stop that shit and talk. So, But it doesn't have to be that bad either. Something that you say that I love. When you first said it, I was like, shut the fuck up. Nobody want to hear that shit right now. But now I tell it to myself all the time when I have to do something and I'm just like, I don't know if I'm gonna have the time to do it. I don't want to, excuses start popping up. It doesn't take that long to do anything. Yeah, you just gotta do it. So with me, when I started getting into the fitness game, okay, I need to exercise, at least let me walk. So Mm -hmm. I'm gonna walk. Once I found out, it only takes me 20 minutes to walk a mile. Why can't I wake up in the morning? It's just 20 minutes. Why can't I do this for 20 minutes before I go to sleep? Like, it, it's not going to take that long just to do that. It's not mm. going to disrupt me. It's not going to make me go to sleep later. It's not going to mm-hmm. make me miss work. It's just 20 minutes. We can waste 20 minutes easily on Instagram. TikTok will take oh 20 minutes God. from you. Like, TikTok steals time. 
That's why I can't be on this shit. Oh my like, god. TikTok Clubhouse. I can't. It's time sucks, bro. It's time sucks. Yo, it'll steal it. I'll I'll be on TikTok next thing I know. It's been an hour. I don't even notice when I'm on TikTok for 20 minutes. Yeah. Unless I'm sitting on the toilet and I get on TikTok, mm. then I, that's a safe space. Cause when I'm done with my business, I only uh, got about two more videos before it's time to get up out of here. But if I'm just know. laying around in bed or on the couch. I used to try to save my TikTok time for the toilet. I would realize I'd be on there so long, my feet start tingling. <laughs> yeah, so it's not right. But I'm just saying like, I know me and I don't need to hear from somebody every day. Text me, don't call me because I'm a talker and I'm gonna just get to talking. That's what I do. Uh, I'm gonna guess you don't need to hear from somebody every day. I mean, instinctively, no. Life goes on. I like to know and trust my partner to be okay or to say so otherwise. And going into the new spirit of things, as far as 2021 goes for me and communication and everything, just making time for shit for you because your shit matters. And it doesn't take long to do anything. So it really doesn't take five minutes to have a chat and then go on with shit. But yeah. at the same time, if life is going on, to be cool without that. It just feels weird to say it's a requirement versus just some shit that is done, you know? Uh, so you know who you should talk to every day? Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's fucked up, though. Your partner is like, talk to Jesus. Don't talk to me. <laughs> Yo, that's what I <laughs> I'd be like, I will then. Yes. No. Mm. But I do think it is nice to talk to each other every day. I mean, what's the problem if you don't talk to your partner every day? Maybe instead of saying we should, maybe we should talk about what's the problem or what is the deal if you don't. Mm. Some people don't like to talk. Some people are more textures than talkers. That's a new age shit, you know? Yeah. But now that you mentioned that, my Aquarius be on chill mode, my Sagittarius be on solo hunter, Sometimes mm. I am emotionally exhausted, not necessarily physically tired. And I just want to sit and replenish myself. At the same time I'm saying this, it doesn't take long to do anything. And that's the main thing with communication. So yeah. say so and let the day go on. Definitely. I think sometimes that's all it takes. Like, but it's the identifying it, which I feel like is one of the hardest parts. Did I see the picture of me getting the vaccine? No. Oh, Jesus. You know, you know why. <laughs> okay, now, when you look at this picture, before you look at it, just know this. It wasn't planned. And it just so happened. Black Lives Matter fist You, You weren't supposed to look at it yet. <laughs> That's what's uh, up. I'm proud of you. But you should be due for a second dose in a little bit. Uh, February 19th. And again, this show is not meant to tell you what to do or how to live your life. And I am not a health expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a me. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm sorry, Dr. Elevate. Uh, but, <laughs> but me, I'm not actually in the medical profession. And I'm not comfortable right now taking the vaccine. I'm not telling people not to. I'm just saying that I'm not. But I do know people who have. And I'm interested and happy and hopeful that all is well, you know? Okay, so... I would just like to ask you why, and then I will tell you my story. What specifically 
are you hesitant about with the vaccine or is it a deeper issue of mistrust with the medical community? The reason why I personally do not want to take the vaccine is because I personally do not feel at risk for Corona. I understand that I can put other people in danger because of that, because I can be a carrier and someone else can be susceptible to Corona. But I personally don't feel like I'm at risk. At this time, I don't feel like anyone in my close circle who I deal with is someone who is at a high risk of Corona. If someone around me is at a high risk of Corona, um, they shouldn't fucking be around me. For instance, I'm a teacher. All you parents know Corona out here fucking people up and you want to send your kid to school around all these other kids improperly wearing their mask. So I'm just saying, if you have a weak immune system and you're around me, like you put yourself in, in that place. I don't go places like that. There's no reason for me to be in a stranger's face and share Corona with them. But, uh, you know, not trying to tell you what to do. But you do know that's not really how it works. Go for it. No, educate me. I'm saying that you don't have to be around a lot of people to get it. All you need is a significant exposure and a way for the virus to get in. You could have already had it and just being a carrier. But I would think like when you said, I'm a teacher, I'm around all these kids. That puts you at the high risk. The girl I was cool with in high school, she got it. She was extremely safe. She didn't go anywhere. She got it because somebody knew they had it and brought it to work with her mom. She died and her mom died a couple days later. Yes, and she was my age. So I'm just saying like, you can be safe, you can this, you can that, but that doesn't mean you're not gonna get it. Yeah, I still hear that. But like you said, I probably have already been exposed at some point. I've been around all these snotty, dirty, I'm sorry, I'm talking too poorly about these children. I'm really gonna- Right, you gotta edit that out. (laughs) (laughs) Because of the situation I'm in, I feel like I've already been in exposed situations yeah there is no way i think at this point to have not been exposed but what can you do of course wear a mask wash your hands social distance but on top of that things we can do within our body take care of yourself to the best ability possible get enough sleep drink enough water try to be active even if it's five ten minutes a day things like this are already boosting your immune system in a way you just want to put yourself in the best physical shape you can be in case you do come in contact with something but i had the privilege of organizing a talk this organization i'm part of the leadership of we've been having racism and medicine discussions all year and um yo she blew my mind why do blacks have mistrust in american healthcare? And when I tell you, I was like, shit, I'm a Southern Black girl. I know this shit. I didn't know what I thought I knew. Like, it was crazy. I just had never put the two and two together that so much of racism directly came from medicine. I want to hear more. Like, people like, oh, well, you know, J. Marion Sims, he was a bad man. But, you know, that's just one example. J. Marion Sims is called like the father of OB gyne, the father of obstetrician gynecology, delivering babies, taking care of women while they're pregnant and after they have their babies. He did pretty much all his experiments that he found out about how to treat gynecological or vaginal issues. He did those experiments on slaves 
with no anesthesia. He killed so many women. And that's how surgical techniques of how to treat things came to be. He was part of the group of people that said black people have thicker skin and they don't feel pain. So therefore I can do whatever I want to these slave women. And of course, in the name of medicine and science, that was appreciated. Oh, black people have larger sexual organs. So that's why they're promiscuous. People having weak lungs and weak blood. So because they're weak, then being in being slaves are good for them because we're making them strong. All these things that were really coming out of legit medical studies that were being published at the time, even down to intelligence. Well, black people have smaller schools, so therefore they're unintelligent, they're barbaric, and that's why they need us to tell them what to do because they can't think by themselves. This fucking disgusting. Yes. <laughs> this shit is so fucking crazy to me that my ancestors endured and survived and elevated and excelled and surpassed despite all of this fucking mm. bullshit that a certain group of people was trying to oppress. They overcame that shit and it, it gives me a superpower in the sense that I know mm. that if the people that I came from can handle this type of shit and they didn't even have the tools and the resources that I have, baby, you in trouble. <laughs> You are in fucking trouble. Mm. Well, well, one thing I got from this talk is I had the wrong idea about the Tuskegee experiment. After slavery, that was the second important event that she pulled out. I'm sure there's hundreds of others. There's way more names we could talk about. But with this experiment, I was always taught or told and believed that the men were injected with syphilis. That's not true. This is so much more evil. They had two groups of men. They lured them under the false pretenses that they were giving them medical care. The men that they recruited, they were sharecroppers, people who couldn't read, people who were illiterate, who wouldn't know what was happening. Every time they came in, they would give them food and tell them that they were doing tests on them. They were not doing tests on them. All they were doing was recording their symptoms as syphilis progresses. This is the part where it gets even more fucked up. The treatment for syphilis came out and it was in 1942 and it was formally accepted in 1945. By this point, I think the experiment had been going on for like 15 or 20 years. This experiment content, yes. 15 to 20 years. Yes. Fake treating people and just watching the the effects of syphilis on the human body. Yes. Then the treatment comes out. There's another 30 years that this experiment is still going on. Yes. 50 fucking years and 30. Yes. So majority of it happened after they had a cure. They just wanted to keep studying it. Yes. Syphilis is a slowly progressive disease. The things that happen to the heart, the brain, stuff like that, it takes decades to develop stuff like that. Like you're literally watching someone be diseased. You have the cure. This is so much more evil than just injecting someone. Yes. Stuff like this runs deep, you know? This history, this mistrust, it's not out of nowhere. You black, I'm black, go to a doctor. We get different treatments sometimes. Sometimes, a lot of the time, like, 
it's so many just aspects to this shit. This, you know, it's fucked up. We have to take the power back into our own hands. Mm-hmm. Get back to taking care of your shit so you don't have to depend on someone else because other people, unfortunately, don't always have your interest at heart. 100%. So, <sighs> how this story ends, there's a black guy who actually is the whistleblower, but of course, nobody pays attention to black people. So then another guy comes along. He's a white guy, but he's like Jewish and Hungarian. And then he officially blows the whistle. So, but Bill Jenkins is a black guy who really was like, wait, what the, what is going on here? Just imagine that on top of slavery, on top of Henrietta Lacks, on top of all the stories that we can keep going and pulling from, why would you expect black people to be running to the doctor and saying, give me the vaccine? It's just, it's super complicated. But at the same time, looking at the numbers, Black people and, or Latinx people, are five times more likely to die from the virus. And I think five to 10 times more likely to actually get the virus because we're not working from home. We're out in the street. People are just doing what they have to do. So it's just such a battle. Like you have the mistrust versus the science, but one thing that is for certain is the effect that it's having on communities. And that mistrust is just not allowing the numbers in our communities to actually be declining as they say that it is nationally. Me and you, you know, we're on two different sides of the fence with the vaccine, but that doesn't mean we can't talk about it. Stop! She's like, oh, this bitch, still! (laughs) After all of that, after all of that, you still! It's fine, it's fine. This is like right on time because 2021, people need to be able to fucking communicate, talk about it. That doesn't mean you have to 100% agree with the person saying, but you should be open-minded to at least hear their perspective. Yeah. Nobody knows everything. The wisest thing to know is to know that you know nothing. And the only way you can learn is to listen. I appreciate that we're able to talk and not fight. She gonna believe in the vaccine, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't vaccinated, I can't hit. (laughs) (laughs) Me the papers. I wonder if people will do it for the convenience. If they start saying, you don't gotta wear a mask, you're vaccinated, would that be enough to tip the scales? Damn, that's a good question, I don't know. Something that me and you also talk about all the time is that most of people's medical issues come from people's lifestyles. You can go to the doctor to try to get yourself to feel better, but it is your job to make yourself well. If I treat myself well, I give myself a better chance. This is true, right? Even with people who get vaccinated, if they're not living a good lifestyle, they're dying. One, getting the vaccine does not mean you will not get corona. It means, if you do encounter the virus, then your symptoms are supposed to be milder because you already have had an immune exposure to the virus. The second myth is, well, if I get the vaccine, I'm being injected with corona. That's not true. Viruses are encapsulated. Imagine a circle and imagine a line in the middle. The outside of that circle, call that uh, the spike protein. Proteins are made out of messenger RNA mRNA. And that is what is in the vaccine that people are getting. And that is developing an immune response to. It's a response to the spike protein, which is on the outside of Corona. 
so not actually the virus which is on the inside another thing i would just like to address is the mutations viruses mutate that is what they were designed to do they're not actually living things they mutate how do they mutate that spike protein is the thing that's changing all the time because at the same time that you're mounting an immune response that virus has infected these many people over here and it's just finding different ways to survive change this here change that there so i wouldn't just freak out that it's mutating that's what viruses do but the part that we do need to be concerned about is that these strains that are coming out are more deadly and more contagious which you would expect from a virus that's mutating because it's been at least a year westernly that people have been getting it so stay vigilant don't let your guard down is the point being your healthier self is is always going to be one of your best defenses mm -hmm. against any type of healthcare bullshit going on so establishing those habits starting as small as you need to and trusting yourself to grow from there in order to get to that goal realize you are worth that you are you're valuable here and the only way you can be here is if you're in your body so get your shit <laughs> and together. get together don't get taken oh. out because you don't want to stop eating fast food habits is neurological i have never really thought about it that way i always thought about habits as personal you feel like you're kind of choosing them but it has to do with the neural pathways that you're developing by doing certain things over and over again in a repetitive fashion or pattern oh shit that sounds like the definition it's fucked up That's crazy wow. right but nobody thinks about it that <laughs> i don't even think i thought about it that deep <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. And it's talking about three steps. You have a cue or a trigger. Then you have a routine, which is the actual behavior. That's the actual doing it. But then the habit, you actually have a habit when you don't have to think about the action that you're doing. Oh, shit. And it's a habit reward loop feedback. I was like, what the fuck? I don't think I have any habits. I mean, other than like shit, take a bath, rest tea. What are things you do every day that you don't have to think about, you know? What are things you do every day that you don't have to think about? Like legit, no thought at all. It's <sighs> making it difficult. Bruh, it fucked me up. No, that can't be right though. Is it really that deep? So is that me? What's the level <laughs> underneath that then? Routine is the actual behavior. Routine oh. is like, yes. <laughs> that actually kind of feels cool though. That's that's a little empowering. You gotta switch up your routine. It is. It seems like it'd be easier to change a routine than to build a habit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then I was thinking about that. Even if you're trying to go from routine to habit that reward system that feedback loop a lot of times that can be destructive to the routine that you're trying to set up so that's why you can never get to a point of building the habit they're saying the neurological way that we form habits after the routine part is you set up a habit reward loop so when you do the habit especially when you're trying to establish it when you do the habit you get a reward but say the habit we're trying to build is healthy eating, 
right? So how does the normal person reward themselves for eating healthy for some time? <laughs> Go eat some so, bad shit. <laughs> that's against the habit. Exactly. So it's like your reward system is never going to get you to your fucking habit. This shit is wild. I, my mind was blown. That's, I don't have any habits. That's a game changer. <laughs> yeah. And so then it's just like, so then what is your routine? And you can definitely do something about your routine. And again, mm-hmm. not going for perfection, not saying I'm about to do all of this right now immediately, but yep. what are those initial steps I can take to start pushing in that direction to build into a habit? All right. Well, so going into these rooms on Clubhouse, Girls were saying, oh, like, shit. you know, I'm actually a black girl that happens to be light-skinned, and I'm treated differently than mixed girls who are biracial. That's, that's meanwhile, real shit, though. Meanwhile, the people from Europe are like, we don't even do that shit. Don't do shades of black. We don't do shades <laughs> of white. What the fuck are you? It's hurtful for 2021, but I'm happy. This clubhouse shit these type of conversations are being had and it's just the initial responses people are mm. really hurting in their feelings about factual things and they can't even face it because of the trauma that they feel a european person saying if your mother and your father are black then you're black if your mother and father one is one thing and one's the other thing then you're that thing and you're that thing it's mm. plain and simple as that the room would erupt with people just being like no darker people are treated worse or no this means that it can't be that simple because of racism race is a social construct not racism because racism is real but race Mm -hmm. itself the idea your the color of your skew makes you a different human being than someone of Mm -hmm. a different hue that is some made up shit we are all human we all have our different mm-hmm. cultures. We have our own ethnicities, but mm-hmm. race itself is not a thing. Race is definitely not real, but white supremacy is real. <laughs> Inevitably, we all came from Africa because that's where the first human was. Mm-hmm. I just wonder about the narrative we've been told and how we got here. We were kings and queens, and how do you get to the point where you're enslaved in a foreign land? How did we get here? No way we supposed to be here. I picked your cotton for the last time. My no no. I really was gonna say feet too. <laughs> Because we know what it's like to work hard. To get this system. It's another book they said to read. I'm like, man, so much stuff I want to read. But it's called Caste. And it's talking about how different caste systems throughout history have held people down to certain stations. India and the United States South were explored in this book. So to get this whole system that we have now... I had to first make you believe white is better, white is supreme, white is superior to whatever else. It's all about what's told in the history books. Mm -hmm. I've been really tapping into black womanhood 
not womanism, but black womanhood, because you know it's different from feminism. It's this book called She Took Justice, and it's literally telling story of a black woman starting in Africa to hella events through then. And like, it just looks so beautiful. I want to get that book and read it, start exploring kind of more of that idea. She Took Justice. The Black Woman, Law and Power, 1619 to 1969. We in the same. We've been rocking and rolling. Let's talk about this upcoming forecast. Mm -hmm. I think that's perfect segue. One of our big things this month is going to be Saturn being square with Uranus. So... If you don't really know a lot about astrology and if you have not listened to my first episode, please do so. I go into more detail about what astrology is, but just the shorthand of everything. Astrology believes as above, so below, as within, so without, as the universe, so the soul. And basically the idea is that the things that go on in the universe as far as like space, the universe, can have an effect on our human bodies here on Earth. And if you understand that the moon can have control over the tides of the water, and you understand that our body is mostly made of water, then hopefully it's not too far of a stretch to think that other planets that are way bigger than the moon, who have way greater gravitational pull than the moon, can also play a role in what goes on with us in our water-based life here on Earth. So yeah, if you wanna know more about that, I go over it. It's a quick 30-minute conversation with episode one, A Look Within. Talking more about Saturn square Uranus. With these two planets, Saturn is Big Daddy. I know I I love talking about Saturn. I don't know why. Oh, it's because I'm Capricorn-based. But <laughs> so much, like. Saturn be oh, coming in shit. trying to discipline everybody, trying to get everybody in order. Saturn's like, look, this is what needs to go on. This is how it's going to go down. I don't want no foolery. I don't want no bullshit. Let's yeah. get this shit handled, okay? You know what? That might be part of why we get along, like Capricorn and Taurus energy. Yeah. They're like, mm. we're just trying to live our best <laughs> life. And yeah. anything that's not our best life, why? What is the point? <laughs> and we're both going to work to get our shit. That's also cool. Yeah. So that's Saturn's energy. And then you have Uranus, which is Aquarius. That's that's my other bay. I'm two-sided. I'm a two-sided crazy person. And uh, <laughs> Uranus is more like, let's be free. Let's grow. Let's explore new things. Let's change the game that's Aquarius it's revolutionary it's alien it's different so when we say that Saturn is square Uranus what that means is that these planets are at a 90 degree angle with each other so they're kind of in a power struggle so on one end you have Saturn who wants to maintain the status quo it wants to keep the hard diligent work and keep pressing forward and then you have Uranus who's like it's time to change everything. We need to stop doing all of this shit. We need to figure out how to make it better. Get rid of everything. Let's start from scratch. So with Saturn square Uranus, 
we're gonna have this dual tension somewhere in our life. Somewhere in your life, you're gonna have a struggle between doing what you're used to doing and evolving to something different. The last time that we had Saturn Square Uranus was back in the 99s and 2000s. And I think one of the biggest kind of game-changing pushes that happened during that time was 9-11. Was there any other stuff other than 9-11? Uh, 9-11 was the main one that they had. That's when we started having security at airports. That was also with the whole war on terror and... That really was the start of a new American shit that we got today. Yeah, and now we're here. And with Saturn Square Uranus, this is going to happen three times this year. So we're going to be doing this in February. So get ready, y'all. It's going to happen in June, and it's going to happen in December. So this is a whole lot of gang Mm -hmm. activity. Gang, gang activity. As far Mm -hmm. as (laughs) protests or just extra shit going on. But again, Saturn Square Uranus. Saturn is stick to the plan. Uranus is forge your own path. Break the walls of society so the main thing whenever we have these Saturn square Uranus is you're definitely gonna have a major breakthrough that's gonna happen one way or another something is gonna evolve out of it so we're also coming off of uh the full moon stuff because we just literally Mm -hmm. had they called it the great wolf moon as we leave out of the wolf moon we're coming into february pretty much this is gonna be a very interesting time things are gonna not really fall in the middle either you're gonna get clarity on some things you've been worrying about or unfortunately things are gonna get more chaotic but the good news is it is a leo moon which means that creativity will be up in the air so I'm just kind of taking that to no matter if you're feeling like it's going well or if you're on the more it's not going well part, reach inside, find a creative outlet, a tie to the universe. And honestly, just dig deep within yourself and realize that all these things happening really do add to the journey. So set your intentions and remember, you are a gift to the universe. You are a gift. The last little bit, just a little heads up for y'all. We are already in a Mercury retrograde. Our Mercury retrograde started on January 30th and is going to be going on until February the 20th. Typical side effects of a Mercury retrograde are technological issues, heightened miscommunication, mm. traveling mishaps. So make sure that you're trying to stay on top of your text messages, your emails. That's crazy. My internet been acting up. it's on its way and whenever there's some type of power in play there's always a pre-show and an after show so at the end of the day i just try to be mindful of communication we're in the age of aquarius people communication is the word i feel like it's gonna be a major tool and a key in your pocket as you progress toward whatever your destiny is so you need to start taking it seriously you need to practice it and you need to think about how you're doing it. And this Mercury retrograde is a great time to practice that because I think it's easy to misunderstand what someone's saying and assume you know what they mean when they say that. So instead of assuming, mm. it's better to just ask. That's why Yeah. 
protect your energy. Protect your energy, protect your power. Dr. Elevation, what you got for the people? Ah, uh, man, this has been a great experience. I've been looking forward to this for some time. It didn't disappoint. <sighs> protect your energy, protect your power. And probably lastly, don't take history where it stands. Go look for it actively. Seek it for yourself. Reach your own conclusions. Conclusions don't have to come in a day, in a week. You know, just kind of sit in it. And I think sitting in it, sitting with ourselves, there comes some true power for that. So never stop looking for the truth. Until next time. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting all by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me. Woo, 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 and I'm feeling good. Fish in the sea, you know how I feel. River running free, you know how I feel. Blossom on a tree, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. I'm feeling good Dragonfly out in the sun You know what I mean, don't you know Butterflies are having fun You know what I mean Sleep in peace when day is done That's what I mean And this whole world is a new world And a Of the time.